0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another mini-episode of Who You Got. My name is Dayton Haman. Who You Got is a show about creating brackets for things that don't normally have brackets. Now you may be asking, what is a bracket exactly? Well, a bracket or tournament bracket is a tree diagram representing a series of games played in a knockout tournament. Each episode we create a bracket for a specific topic and determine the best of that topic through a series of debate matchups. In these special mini-episodes, special rules apply. First of all, it's just little ol' me here. While there is no guest, I will still be talking through these matchups in a thorough and even-handed manner. Secondly, unlike a full episode of Who Ya Got, we'll be debating only four items here. That means two semi-final matchups, and then a final face-off to take the crown. Lastly, there are no strict time limits on each round, but thankfully we have the man himself, Graham Zima, over here on the knobs to call me out just in case I start stalling out of sheer indecisiveness. But rules are for fools, Dayton. Get on with it. So, this mini-episode's topic is... Rhythm Video Games In the ancient times known as the mid to late 2000s, plastic musical instruments and crinkly dance pads littered homes across the world. What was your favorite way to emulate musical prowess? Was it the fast footwork of Dance Dance Revolution? How about the stupendous stage presence of Rock Band? Was it the six string insanity of Guitar Hero? Or maybe even the fantastic flailing of Beat Saber? Let's sound the war horn and send these four into battle. The best among them will be given the coveted title of virtual virtuoso. You may have noticed that I deliberately avoided rhythm video games without specialized controllers. Peripheral video rhythm games are a bracket for another day, I think. So don't worry, Power Rapper the rapper and your necro dancers live on for another day. With that, the stage is set. Let's revisit these great rhythm games and determine the virtual virtuoso. It's the arcade attraction with the arrows. Dance Dance Revolution, going up against the Living Room Live Act legacy, Rockman, to start us off. Now, to be absolutely, positively, undeniably truthful with you all, I am awful at Dance Dance Revolution. Commonly referred to as simply DER, this game requires a taste for cardio that I simply do not have. You've seen these massive, colorful cabinets at your local, coin-operated recreational place. Enormous, lighted platforms blasting anime soundtracks at BPMs unregulated by any sort of rational governing body. DDR is sound-based spectacle at its best. Bursting onto the scene in the late 1990s, DDR challenges participants to stomp selected arrows to their front, back, left, and right, along to the beat of progressively speedy songs. To spectators, you're not so much dancing as you are doing a frantic jig to the the angriest pseudo Euro pop you've ever heard in your life. That is not to say it isn't beyond impressive to see someone who has mastered the game. I recall seeing some old ABC talent show on which a teenager named Billy Matsumoto juggled torches while trying to beat his personal DDR record, live on television. On the episode, he breaks one too many combos, leading him to miss outscoring his record by a mere one point. But who can disparage him when he's able to emerge from such a stunt with so mu- not so much as a singe sideburn? Matsumoto d- demonstrates a key element of DDR and all of these rhythm games. Mastery. They are, in and of themselves, unique sorts of musical talents founded on unstoppable senses of tempo, coordination, and endurance. DDR is perhaps the most rigorous, Um, watching someone achieve a full combo, or sometimes called NFC, on a song is nearly like watching an Olympic sprint. It's exhilarating, but a little exhausting too. That's why I wanted to talk a little bit about Rock Band, the home console rhythm game with the instrument-shaped controllers for the four traditional positions in a four-piece rock band. That is, lead guitar, bass guitar, drums, and vocals. While perfection is appealing, that's not what makes fantastic music, or even fantastic music experiences. That's where sheer emotional connection comes in. One of the first times I played rock band, I was delegated to the drums. This made me happy enough. I was already an IRL drummer by that point, and I still am. At any rate, my neighborhood friends on vocals and lead guitar, respectively, picked a song that would frankly change my life forever. Say It Ain't So by Weezer. Call me a poser for having first heard this song on a video game, but I was completely enchanted the moment that I heard those chords of blue, yellow, red, green, and orange cross the screen. Through the neighborhood, uh, they heard plastic whacking and pitchy weirdos, but I heard Weezer. I was Weezer. To this day, Weezer remains one of my favorite bands, and I have rock band to thank for it. It didn't simply show me the song and say, here, see if you can dominate it. Instead, it allowed me inside of it, DDR presents songs as obstacle courses. Rock Band presents songs as avenues for expression and performance. To me, that level of immersion in Rock Band, instead of the precision of DDR, is more important to rhythm video games. Do DDR players feel like dancers? I really don't think so. The game, however legendary, provides a decent, uh, a pretty distant analog to dance. Rock Band isn't exactly a crash course in starting your own group, but it feels a little closer to reality. Close enough to convince a young Dayton that he was Patrick Wilson. So DDR is played off, and Rock Band marches on to the finals. Next up, we have the surefire shredder guitar hero, Amp vs. Amp against the VR newcomer, Beat Saber. So there's a special reason I wanted to talk through this bracket. When I was visiting my parents a few weeks back, I was digging through their old cold storage room. Cold storage. And I came across my old Guitar Hero controller. The vaguely Les Paul-like toy brought me back to my middle school days when I would fly through the setlist of Guitar Hero 3 on Expert Difficulty. That's right, Dayton playing on Expert. Despite me having this sultry voice since the approximate age of eight, I was not often sought out by others romantically, and I had a lot of time on my hands at that stage of my life. I'm sorry. I don't know why I'm apologizing, but it feels necessary. (laughs) But yes, Guitar Hero. Yes, Guitar Hero. Guitar Hero arguably brought rhythm music games to the mainstream. DDR was somewhat known, but it lingered at the fringes fringes of pop culture. Guitar Hero brought the music of parents to the platforms of their children. I distinctly remember my mom plunking through slow ride on easy mode just because she grew up with that music, the music that Guitar Hero celebrates. When my Guitar Hero skills were at their pinnacle, some older relatives even gathered around me at a party to see me demolish Hot for Teacher by Van Halen on Guitar Hero World Tour. Though the series rung itself pretty much completely dry, Guitar Hero persists in some forms. There are some Guitar Hero-centric streamers who perform custom songs created by modders. Guitar Hero then transcends its own lifetime, both backward and forward. But of all these games, there's one I immediately wanted to pick up the moment I saw gameplay of it. Beat Saber. This game uses virtual reality headsets and wands. Instead of mimicking some sort of real-life musical activity, it creates its own. Standing on top of a futuristic skyscraper and slicing down glowing blocks to the rhythm of some pretty fantastic EDM music. This provides Beat Saber a unique advantage. People cannot insist that you actually just dance or actually just play guitar or drums. Playing Beat Saber is unlike any real performance. Well, until my interpretive dance-based Star Wars fan musical gets get us off the ground anyway. Or is this a detriment to Beat Saber? Maybe. There's a de- dramatic disconnect between what is happening in your headset and what you are doing in the meat space. To you, you're some sort of cybernetic samurai fighting off robotic blocks invading your personal bubble. To anyone looking through your apartment window, though, you are practicing your professional vegetable chopping? Your extreme ribbon dancing? Your kinetic splatter painting, perhaps? Beat Saber is not a spectator game in any sense of the word. I don't think they're even too able to enjoy the music from outside the headset. It's really all happening in there. But Guitar Hero, man, that's there were entire tournaments for this stuff, and we filled bowling alleys. Bowling alleys! There's something so exciting and immediate and appealing about this game across generations. While Beat Saber may speak to the future of music or warfare or something, Guitar Hero speaks to everyone, at least a little bit. So Beat Saber, I'd say, is out of tune, and Guitar Hero steps up to the final match. So, how fitting we have Rockman versus Guitar Hero in the finals. The rock music rhythm game Juggernauts will clash. Cue that power metal soundtrack. This is going to be a wild one. Rock Band seems like the obvious answer here. It offered more earlier in its lifetime, and usually in a better package. While Guitar Hero eventually jumped on the literal bandwagon, I typically found the Rock Band instruments more responsive, especially the drums. And Rock Band always stuck to its guns, only really adding more interesting music through downloadable content and eventually a keyboard as a fifth instrument. Guitar Hero began to panic at a point. It joined its rival, Rock Band, by adding its own drums and vocals, but the quality wasn't quite there. Instead of building on its strength, it began to spread itself too thin. Weak titles like the pop-centric Band Hero and the unjustified Guitar Hero Smash Hits, and the clunky Guitar Hero on Tour for Nintendo DS, really began to confuse the identity of the franchise. And for some time... That was really the strength of the Guitar Hero series. The first three main games in the series had this spectacular, hard rock, heavy metal look. All the fonts were pointy, all the textures were ripped denim and tight leather, and all the songs had this rebellious eccentricity. The games felt targeted and curated and purposeful. They were designed to make you feel like a rock star in a rock star world, no matter who you were. You could be the biggest nerd, a domesticated dad, a new kid loner, and as soon as you turned on the Guitar Hero game, you were loved and celebrated on the landscape of a heavy metal album cover. One of the last entries in the series, Guitar Hero Warriors of Rock, tapped into that a little bit again, but the reboot and the most recent entry in the series, Guitar Hero Live, did not quite stick that landing, instead becoming some sort of overly clean, phone app-like version of the rhythm game. What happened, man? But, did the Rock Band games really ever have their own personality? I find myself having a hard time pinpointing its identity other than being the other Guitar Hero, which is very strange. If anything, it had this sort of air of cool that never quite landed. Most everything in the game was customizable, so it never had too much of a consistent look or feel. At the end of the day, and I, th- I, I think that just made it slightly less approachable, too. Guitar Hero was kind of cheesy, in a charming way. Especially in its early years, it wasn't self-serious like Rock Band was. The characters in the game had ridiculous names like Lars Umlaut and Axel Steele. The levels were dingy and real like high schools and basements and backyards. Real guitar legends even lent their likenesses and talents to the game. The first studio version of the legendary song Jordan by Buckethead was included in Guitar Hero 2. Slash and Tomarello Morello appeared in Guitar Hero 3. Megadeth's Dave Mustaine wrote the song Sudden Death for Guitar Hero Warriors of Rock, a game that was narrated by Gene Simmons of Kiss. So, we see here, even at the series' lowest, something drew real rockers and real rock fans of this game series. But Rock Band did eventually get the blessing of the Beatles and Green Day, two huge names in music that really hardly ever touched Guitar Hero. I'm really stuck on this one, I think. But what it comes down to is which one people are most willing to sit down and enjoy together. The best rhythm music game should be like a classic record, something you could pop in and intentionally and actively enjoy as one. That's why I'm leaning a little bit towards Guitar Hero. Rock Band played it so safe, just sort of becoming a plainer version of its rival. Guitar Hero definitely lost its way, but it was always going for something. And because it was always a little bit weird and silly, if not misguided, it became a household name that fascinated even the youngest and oldest among us. It made rhythm games standard and universal, and when we see plastic controllers shaped like guitars, we think Guitar Hero. We think of the amazing feats of video gaming, and we picture the folks achieving an FC on the song Through the Fire and Flames by Dragon Force on Guitar Hero 3. And when we think about our grandparents, aunts, uncles, and other elders taking an interest in our medium of video games, finally, we think of Guitar Hero. So with that said, Guitar Hero rocks on, man, if to me it's the virtual virtuoso. And that wraps up another mini-episode of Who You Got? This was a really, really tough one for me, so I'd love to hear what you think. Should Rock Band have won? Was I wrong to eliminate DDR so early? Is Beat Saber setting a new precedent that I'm undervaluing? Let me know. Looking ahead, we'll have another full episode of Who You Got with a special guest coming at you soon. And make sure you never miss an episode, mini or regular, by following Who You Got on Instagram and Facebook. You can suggest topics for full episodes at any time. And for these mini episodes, we will be considering entire brackets that you submit. That's right, if you have four things you would like to determine the finest of, share those on our social media pages as well. As always, I look forward to seeing what you guys want to see me ramble on about for roughly 10 to 15 minutes. (laughs) And of course, whatever you are, wherever you are listening, review, like, and share. Five-star ratings are wonderful, your thoughts and suggestions are wonderful, and your friends and family joining in on the party are the most wonderful of all. Thank you again for joining me on this mini-episode of Who You Got. My name is Dayton Haman, and we'll see you next time.